to your favorite podcast de influence jordan on the mic how you doing babe well i'm a little um i'm not peeved oh. but oh, you I left hate, me you, I hate, ab- I you hate, abandoned me i hate when we start out the morning peeved you or ab- go to sleep peeved. you abandoned me last night i did you know why because i had to take care of me i know i'm just proud like of everyone says it's so funny because everyone's always like Take care of yourself, self-care, prioritize yourself. Danny, just take a break. But then you take a break and everybody's mad at you. It's like so confusing. Well, there's not enough margin. There's not enough margin on the calendar. What do you mean? The way like there was like a thing every night. Well, that's just how life is though for everyone. <laughs> like there's always something. And then it's like sometimes you have to say no to something. That's what everybody keeps telling me. And then you say no to something and you're always letting someone down. Honestly, it wasn't bad. I, I put the team on my back, but why yeah. don't you tell them what you signed us up for <laughs> and then what you abandoned me for? So, um, so I had committed to this gala in Fort Worth that my aunt invited us to. My aunt was so excited about Aunt Lana. I, yeah. Aunt Lana. I committed us to this like months ago and I had invited Janine and Caleb, her fiance Caleb, and then uh, Ellie got invited too. So we were all going to go, go together. I got this like cute new dress to go and I have felt so bad this week. Yesterday I just started crying because I was like, I don't feel well. I don't think I can go, but I don't want to let everyone down. Mm. So I looked at Jordan, I'm like, babe, I don't know what to do. And he immediately just goes, I saluted her. He goes, I'm ready. He saluted. He goes, put me in coach. Put me in a battle. So Jordan had to carry the whole squad that I invited. I brought everyone together and then I backed out like two hours before the event. Yeah. And was like, I have to just go to bed. Let Um, me get, let me give some context on my end. Okay. So when it comes to our social network, like our social relationships, Danny is for sure the, she carries it. Okay. Like I'm kind of just like in the background, like I'm here to hang, but like Danny's the one that'll like open the door. She'll be like, come on in guys. Like she's the life of the party and that's her role. And then my role is to like say a joke every now and then. And so when Danny got sick and everyone showed up to our house, was it weird? No, because I knew it couldn't be weird. And so I literally walked out and I go, you knew it couldn't be weird. Like it could, like, it like could I not. could not let it be weird. Okay, like okay. I, cause it was an hour drive to Fort you Worth. You were not going to allow it to be weird. And in an hour drive back. And I love Ellie and Janine on, right? and, and yes, Janine it's, and it's Caleb. I love all of them, but like, I can kind of just like coast whenever you're there. Yes. Because you carry it. Cause I host, I'm like, does anybody need a water? Like how are we doing? Yeah. How are we feeling? Like, and you know, you get, you keep the excitement up, which takes a lot of energy. No, I know. And so <laughs> I walked out, I remember buttoning my pants, lacing up my shoes and I heard them outside in our living room. And as I opened the closet door, I said, it's go time. And I walked out and I go, guys, I know Danny's sick. She's in the bedroom. She's asleep, but listen. I'm actually the fun one of the family and I'm going to prove it to you tonight. <laughs> I bet they love that. They did. And then I was like, you guys want an energy drink? What do we want? Like, what do we want? You want what some water? Like? I was like, oh, sparkling water. We got that. And then we hopped in the car. We drove, um, had a lot to catch up on there. And you know, the, in- the event ended up being really fun. Yeah. I did make a boo-boo though. 
I'm nervous. It was it was not a horrible boo boo, but I would rank it a maybe six Ooh, out of ten. It's above a five. And when I say it's a boo boo, you know it's kind of a boo boo. Oh gosh, does it include me at all? No. Okay. Good. Luckily, this is all my reputation. Is it, let me ask you this: Is it one of those things that you will think about in a week and it will make your body cringe? No, because I feel like I spun out of it pretty well. Ooh, you've gotten good at that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, let me just recap a couple of my past boo-boos. Um, one of the past boo-boos was, and I, and I always, the boo-boos are always in a very sincere and ingenuine curiosity. Like yeah. I, it's never like I'm making. Oh, I making, know so boo-boos. I can't repeat them. I'm going to repeat one of them. One of my boo-boos was one time we were touring a house. Do you remember this one? Oh, uh, no, but. This isn't the one I was thinking. Well, then you can tell that one. No, one, I'm not going to say the one that you did last time. It's so bad. Why? No, no. One of the one of your boobies, I can't repeat. Hold on. It's the one. Um, no, at the, they won't know. Um, in California, at the influencer inner circle. Oh, my gosh. No, <laughs> do not repeat that one. Sometimes that one Jordan was so just bad. says things that he's just trying to be innocent. And he just says things that are on his mind. Yeah. And doesn't realize that they can be not offensive, but anyway. Okay. So we're touring this house and this guy has what I believe are headphones in. And I would, Oh yeah. And I walk up to him and I was like, dude, I was like, that is such a cool, like headphone. It's so like sleek. Like, where did you get it? What brand? And he goes, it's a hearing aid. Mm Mm-hmm. You have a lot of boo-boos like that. That one was really hard to back out it's of. It's like, yeah, yeah. But I genuinely was like, that is so cool. Yeah, you're like, genuine, I but you're just kind of like, you come into it innocent. The one that I'm thinking of, like, same thing. You didn't mean anything I meant by nothing. It, I couldn't But have it's known. like super offensive. Oh, I know. Okay, so anyway. So that's one. So the founder of The Net, she runs a human trafficking organization. Oh, okay. And I go up to her and, well, actually, she comes up to me. And she had listened to our podcast. Of course, it has to be like the founder. Yeah, it's the founder. <laughs> like, of And course. she listened to our podcast. And it's okay. It started well. She goes, hey, I'm a one wing two as well. And I was like, oh, man, it's a, it's, a, it's a blessing and a curse. And I was like, you know, I was looking at this event. I felt like it was put on by one. We don't miss details. So we like, we're kind of vibing. I was like congratulating her on the event. And then it got silent for a second. And I was looking for conversation to start. Ooh, yep. It always happens. And I go... So what do you think about the sound of freedom? Okay, Maybe. wait. Yeah, it's okay. I know. I know. Yeah. Because you know there's controversy yeah. around this film. There's a couple there's a couple angles of controversy. Okay, but I don't Are you feel aware? Like, yeah, I know them all. Well, I listen me, to his recap. podcast. Let too. me recap. Let me I listen to his podcast and he talks about all of the criticisms that he gets. That he gets. Okay. So there's two angles of criticism on the front sound of freedom. Mm-hmm. There's Angle one, which is Miles Klee of the Rolling Stone, basically wrote that stupid article. Yeah. Stupid. About how, you know, the sound of freedom was about QAnon and conservatives and all this stuff. And he was just angry at whatever. And used that gosh, I had a as a tool to get his message further whenever it's just Yeah, he's that that article was like the most like stupid take of criticism ever. I wrote a really good thread about that and then I deleted it. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was too hot and sensitive at the time. Um, So the second 
angle of criticism is actually from within the human trafficking community. Yeah, which I actually understand this criticism. Right. I understand it, but it's to me, I mean, you tell it and then I'll, I'll give you my okay. take. Okay, so this criticism is basically that it is a minority of situations where there's like kidnapping like that involved. Yeah. Um, the other sort of subset of the criticism is that the movie sort of like made the heroes the rescuers when it creates a he hero complex, a savior complex, savior complex, and when really the focus should be on the children, women, um, and men who are going through this essentially, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the victims, mm -hmm. right? And it sort of like funnels, I guess the argument is that it funnels money into mm -hmm. the wrong places, right? Into the saviors and the heroes. Right. Whenever, you know, you can't run these rescue missions at a mass scale, you know, you should be focusing on other on ways the of healing of, of, the victims. of the victims. And trust me, like I get both sides, but I do think that both can exist at the same time. Like we can be supporting people that are like helping to actually pull these people out in other countries, but at the same time supporting people like organizations like the net. Um, but yeah, like you, I think that both can exist. I think what is harmful is like, they're all on the same team. So we should all be supporting the mission all together. Like, why are we eating each other alive whenever it's like, Hey, like you're doing your part now. Like we got to do our part, like go make a different movie about this, you know, Danny so, Austin, I love you to death. I totally agree with you. Yeah, I don't think that one has to win over the other. I think they need help in like always. It's like, but so I, but like I said, I feel like the one thing about me, like I can always see both sides. So yeah. I, I do see both sides. Yeah. I, back to the funny side of the story. It was, it was the wrong time to ask. Well, what did she say? No, she was very gracious about it. And she was like, yeah, you know, like I've got some opinions. And I was like, no, I, I don't have an answer. Like, I really want to know what your opinion yeah. is. Like, I want to learn, you know, how it is harmful and things like that. And um, she basically, uh, she just kind of thought it was funny that I brought it up. And then Lana, Aunt Lana was there. And she was oh. just like, kind of like, you, you know, Lana has a lot of strong opinions. And Wait, so, so she what was, was her like, opinion on it. Um, she didn't really chime in. Um, Lana really wanted me to go to that spinny camera thing um, where it's like, it, <laughs> she's more concerned about the spinny yeah, camera. she really wanted me to go to the spinny camera thing, um, which if anyone knows, I was also mad at you that night because you know that that's my worst nightmare <laughs> is to stand on that platform. Did you see it? Oh my you God. Did great. You're like the, <laughs> and he's like, Woo, and turn just goes. Dude, she, yeah, she was in, I, I was like, yeah, I was like, Ellie, go with Lana. <laughs> And then Lana came back and grabbed my hand and <laughs> took me on a spinny. Um, Wait, so can I just ask, like, in general, the people at that event, would they have been supportive of the Sound of Freedom or um, more critical? I don't know. I kind of get a sense that they feel that they feel a very conflicted relationship with it where they think that it did good in at least educating yeah, an audience thing. on a on a on an issue that regardless of it makes them like outrage or whatever it should, right? Yeah. Which like, you know, child trafficking, human trafficking, like it should make them mad. Um, but I think that for her organization, she is very focused on the healing of the victims. And she knows that that takes a lot of time mm. and a lot of resources and a lot of, um, 
emotional investment. It's not as glamorous. It's not as no. easy as people think. And I think what something that I learned when I went, went and visited uh, a safe house in Dallas is, you know, it's, it's complicated. A lot of times these women, you know, um, they're not necessarily like kidnapped into sex trafficking. A lot of times they maybe enter it because they feel like it's their only way out. I still think they're victims because they are maybe born into a situation where they can't support themselves or they can't support them family, their families. And then they enter it maybe or because of drugs or whatever it is. And then they are stuck in it. It's really hard to leave it once you're in it. Or maybe like these pimps come in and, and promise them the world. And, you know, they didn't know what they were entering in the first place. Um, and so it's, and there's so many different situations. Yeah. I, I heard of a girl, there's a, there's a private school here in, um, in, I don't want to say which school, but it's a private university. I mean, a very, you, you gotta have some money to get into this university. And there was a girl that willingly entered, um, sex trafficking while her dad was paying her full tuition at a very private prestigious university. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, it can be like mental health, like, maybe they don't feel value valuable yeah. maybe they are maybe they tried drugs and now they can't afford their drugs like i don't i don't know it can just be so much more complicated than getting kidnapped on the street and being sold into into traffic which does also happen and so these two or three narratives can all exist at the same time yeah and so i think i think sometimes these narratives that aren't as glamorous because maybe they maybe this girl that entered it willingly you know, her dad's paying her tuition enters willingly. I think that what's so cool about the organization that we're hearing about is like, she's helping these victims after, after the fact, Yeah. which like I said, isn't as glamorous. It's not as easy to show that in a movie, like all the therapy and all the lessons and all the education and, and all the Bible studies they're doing behind the scenes. Like you can't really make a movie about that. So it's harder to share that, that message and, and pull on people's heartstrings. Um, to get donations. And I think that's why they did an event like they did last night and why like, I'm super supportive of it. But yeah, you have to think about <clears throat> the mental damage that is happening to a lot of these victims whenever they actually are rescued. They're the, yeah. You know, they're rescued. Or you hear about people that don't want to be rescued. It mm -hmm. reminds me of um, Redeeming Love. What is it? Michael Hosea? Or, uh, Francine. Francine Rivers. I mean, yeah. it's a book in the Bible. Oh, and, oh uh, uh, I thought Michael Hosea was an author. Yeah, but like, like, oh, God, what is her name? In Francine. The no, no, the actual woman that was like. Is it Esther? No, not. <laughs> no, Esther is was. It, uh, uh, I'm. Re uh, shoot, I've skipped. Rebecca? No. Rebecca? Isn't <laughs> uh, her name like Rebecca? I read this book so long ago. Why don't you just write? Will you Google it, babe? I like my brain's not. What's it called? Redeeming love. Yeah, but babe, it's a book in the Bible. Redeeming this love. Is this this based is a on Hosea in the Bible. Who married Gomer? Was her name? Her name wasn't Gomer. Yeah, who married Gomer, an unfaithful woman. Okay. Yeah. Well, they didn't. Her name wasn't Gomer in the Bible. I mean, in the movie or the book. Yeah. <laughs> what is the story of Hosea and Gomer? Okay. I think they call Maybe her Rebecca. Is it Gomer? <laughs> Gomer. <laughs> um, anyway, why were we talking about that? Um, oh, oh, I was just in, in that book slash in that movie slash in the Bible. She doesn't want to be rescued. 
that's like how she was raised. Like she was, she was born into sex trafficking. That was her normal and she didn't want to be rescued. So sometimes it's just, my point being is it is so much more complicated than, than people think. And I do feel like at least the majority here in, of course, you know, being kidnapped and sex trafficked and all that happens. But I think that the aftermath people don't focus on so much. I think that they need a lot more help. I think that that's what Melissa, her name is Melissa Ice. She's legit, very legit organization called The Net. If you're in Dallas or Fort Worth or beyond, you should support it. I think that that's what she was saying. She was very kind. She was not railing or bashing the sound of freedom. She just basically was saying exactly that, that it is a much more like nuanced issue. And she was like, you know, their mission is one thing. You know, we focus on the women and that are trying to recover. They were all on stage. A lot of the survivors were really cool. The mayor of Fort Worth was there. It was a, it was a very legitimate event and she's running like a very like well done organization. And she was very kind. Um, but I think that like to wrap this conversation up, I do think that like what you said on, I've been wanting to talk about sound of freedom for months we've talked about it on the podcast like we have yeah you always forget what we talk about like i know yeah but I you forget. can you can say what you want to say i would say that <clears throat> that even more so than before i have realized that you're so right that all of these things can be right and true and happening at the same time and it's not us first them and i hope that like the human trafficking world is not like fighting and fighting amongst each other i don't i don't get that sense but i think the rolling stone miles Khalif he's a doofus and he should be like that article was stupid so the whole narrative about this being like a conservative thing like no, no this, is a, human, this is a human this is a human thing this happens like, um so i think that that is just like not even worth discussing but i do think that the sound of freedom was important even if it just outraged a boomer demographic which is like one of the criticisms it's it's, it's righteous outrage like it was a good thing to do and so i think that that I always call it like the, what do we call it? The funnel, right? Mm -hmm. Like the marketing funnel, you have awareness, consideration, execution. And so, so the sound of freedom was awareness. awareness. Yeah. And then you have uh, other organizations that are probably like donate money and we're middle of funnel. And then a bottom of funnel would be like the net who is like taking the victims and healing them on the back end. It's an ecosystem. In fact, yep. This is a great transition. Oh, and the last thing I'll say is after we saw the sound of freedom, and I don't know if I've shared this before, there's a documentary called Nefarious Merchant of Souls. And I feel like the nuances that you're talking about that I would recommend that movie to anyone either after seeing the sound of freedom. Is that the one we watched? It's the one we watched, but you fell asleep. (laughs) That adds up. But it's, it's very, it's very good at explaining the nuances of how complicated sex trafficking is trafficking is so that you don't just think that it's about getting your guns and going and rescuing. Like it, there, it is, it is a very psychologically deep thing. are you okay? Yes, yes. That documentary did because, but but I do feel like that documentary that I did watch until I fell asleep. Yeah. Um. Also did a good job at showing how complicated some of these rescue missions are. Right. And um, like, and Tim Ballard's podcast is actually really interesting too. Like the things that uh that happened in the Sound of Freedom, like actually happened in real life and actually even like crazier things happen that uh did mel gibson do that movie no 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 Mm -mm. okay well no i think he did mel gibson did sound of freedom i could be wrong no i think it was just the jim caviezel jesus uh no i think mel gibson maybe did that movie sound of freedom 
you know my memory. <laughs> yeah, we're doing a lot of Googling today. Um, but I think what is interesting is, um, yeah, a lot of things happened in that movie that like were so crazy that Mel Gibson or whoever did the movie didn't even add in there because they were so, he was like, the audience isn't going to believe this. Is it was endorsed by Mel Gibson. Okay. Yeah, close. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, you said that there was a segue. Oh, there is a segue, and you're going to love this segue. Mm. So in the car with Janine, our favorite Christian influencer. <laughs> our favorite Christian. <laughs> um, our favorite Christian. Um, and we got into the whole the discussion. Speaking of funnel, marketing yeah. funnel, we talked about what I have defined as the gospel funnel. Remember I told you about this? Um, maybe. It's my design. Tell me about it. Okay. So you know how like when some Christian influencers, okay, so there's, we've talked about this. There's Christian influencers and there's influencers that are Christians. Janine, Christian influencer, meaning like she is sharing her faith directly quite a bit. Like, she, you know, everything is more like face-based. And then there's influencers that are Christian like us. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Hi. Like we're having fun. We're going to New York Fashion Week. Our faith but drives us in every, demo. Our, our, our faith drives us in everything. Like what we do is driven by our faith, but we don't talk about it 24-7. Right, right, exactly. So, um, she, you know, Janine was telling me that she gets a lot of hate because... Oh, yeah, I bet she gets the worst hate out of everyone because it's all, like, attacking her character and her faith, which is, like, truly who she is at her core. But there are other Christian influencers that think that she's not doing it well. Oh, of course. I can only imagine because she's probably not... Because she posts Fabletics. Truly. That's what she said. <laughs> What? She said that other Christian influencers will get mad at her because she posts Fabletics. This is what I mean. Like, it's like, We're all a why team. are you, you're on the same team. Like, why are you attacking each other? Like, Janine is doing, and, and same for me. Like, anyone that wants to judge what we're doing, it's like, we're all doing our, like, good, quote unquote, good in our own ways, you know? And exactly, we all have babe. to exist in the ecosystem to work. Think about it like this. Think about it like if every single Christian that was on the internet was going ham every single day, just preaching the word, just shoving it down people's throats. Like, just, well, you're only going to stay in your lane and appeal to a very, very small subset niche demographic yes. and audience. You'll never reach other people. You'll never like have people go, hmm, or like spark any curiosity or reach anybody outside of that space and so it's like we all have to you know exist at the same time so maybe like I would think that Jordan and I are at top of funnel like yep. you know people of all different religions backgrounds faiths I have a lot of people that follow me that are agnostic or they are Jewish or they're Muslim like I don't I think you can follow us and and not feel like we pressure you or preach at you like we we provide a lot of other content to appeal to a wide demo. But there are probably people that watch us that think, huh, I wonder what their faith is or wonder why they do a certain type of thing. And then we push them to an organization like The Net or we push them to someone like Janine or we push them to like read a book or something. Yep. And then they enter the second step in the funnel. And then they enter the third step or, you know, we're always like, hey, this is where we go to church. No pressure, but we love our church. We love, yep. you know, this small group. We love this book. We love this Bible study, whatever it is. And then they enter the next step where they can maybe listen to someone like Janine. So it's all 
it's like we're a team. It's like, yeah, we're all working towards and, the and same mission. And there's no like we're a team, but like there's no like ulterior motive. Like it's like, you know, we are driven in our lives by our faith. Like we feel that that's what brought has brought the most joy. But like you don't want to go check out JP from Harris Creek, who we like love and support in his mission. Don't do it. You know, yeah, hang you with, just to. hang with us. Like, you it's, know, you're not no big to deal. Do anything and. And, um, but if you want that resource, like we definitely want to provide it for people. Yeah. I think it's like, so, so anyway, I was talking to Jeannie Can I about say one last thing before yeah. you, the other thing is when people try to pressure me to be more like a JP or more yes. like a Janine, I, I don't, I'm just telling you, that's not who I am. Like I cannot talk like Janine. Like I cannot educate people. Like Janine is gifted in that way and I'm gifted in my way. Right. And then JP is gifted in his way. Same with Maddie Pruitt or whoever it is. Like, and I feel like what I feel called to do with my life is use what I'm really good at for like for the kingdom in my own way. I don't feel like I have to fit into a different type of mold to do like good. You yeah. know what I mean? And so I just feel like the the best thing we can all do is like kind of take what our talents are that like are God given and creatively use them to further the kingdom in our own unique way. Yeah, that's what I told Janine as I was like, because she was kind of like, do you do you guys ever feel like you should be doing more of this or more of that? And I was like, honestly, Janine, no. I was like, I've there were some pastors who used to encourage us to do more, would make comments, and we've kind of start started like more or less ignoring them, not because we're not like open to criticism, but because I just don't think that they understand that they're trying to make us like them, you know, and it's like, we, we serve a purpose that's like in unison with you, but we don't all have to be the same. It's, yeah, it's but, a funnel. It's I a team. I will say like, I'll take a challenge. Like I respect if Janine's going to say, Hey, like you should share more of that, or you should be more open about that. Like I sometimes do feel like all, like I have Oh, I have something that I want to share and I have something that I feel like, um, would be like, it would make God happy if I were to share my heart behind something. And I think like, I'm not afraid to do that. And I think yeah. I do that sometimes, but I've never really felt called to be like a pastor or lead Bible studies or anything like that. That doesn't mean like I won't one day, maybe one day I will be like that. But yeah. right now it's not where I, you know, anyway, we're all a team. Oh, I have an update for y'all. Tell us. I have a David Yerman update. No. Yeah. So if you guys don't, didn't hear David Yerman gate, essentially long story short, um, you should go listen to the other podcast because <laughs> it's like this whole thing. But um, basically I bought some David Yerman earrings. They came in tarnished. We tried to return them. David Yerman wrote me an email back saying they were fake. So I said, okay, well, can you ship them back? And they sent me back a box of chains. Well, because of y'all, David Yerman heard our cry. They emailed us and said, we listened to your podcast. Wasn't it from a Gmail that they emailed you? Oh, was it? Yeah. Oh, that is so fake then. I know. I did see that Wait, in the group text. You're kidding me. No, it was from a Gmail. Oh my God, y'all, this is so fake. Are you serious? Yeah. No. Are you sure? Okay. Uh, no. 
Oh, was it our Gmail? Yeah. Okay, my bad. Yeah, I'm this sorry. is from customer care at David. I was like, I think we're getting scammed on top of a scam. <laughs> so this is what's so interesting. David Yerman emailed me and said, We listen to your podcast. You know, we want to take care of it. We want to figure it out. Do you want to get like on a call or whatever? They said that we shipped them the chains. No. And but here's the thing that contradicts that is I have an email right here that says they received my return and that the earrings were fake. So they, in one email, they admit that they got the earrings and said they're fake. But then in this other email they sent me yesterday, said, you didn't send us earrings, you sent us chains. I said, I have two emails that are contradictory right there. And I didn't send y'all chains. Unless, unless it was like unless- a generic email that they just send... To anyone and every, like, I don't, I don't know. This is y'all like such a mess. So like maybe there's a third party here that intercepted the earrings, tried to steal them. But first of all, who would go through that much effort? Also, these earrings were black, tarnished. Yeah. So who's going to, no, I'm telling you, David Yerman sent me those chains back. It's the only thing that makes sense. Listen, if David Yerman is listening, I just want you to know that we're not upset about the chains. I yeah. think it's the most like amazing like, no, flex I've ever seen in my, it's like hilarious. y'all should seriously keep doing that to criminals. It, ter- it's just like, we're not criminals. It's <laughs> scary. Like it's such a flex. I was yeah. like, that is such a smart, yeah, a little bit crazy, but a smart process. No, And I'm not upset about it. And honestly, if somebody is trying to like, honestly, it makes me want to buy more David. Yerman. Yeah. And if someone is trying to scam you out of like those, those earrings, like send them. Honestly, chains. I would but tell you, David, fifty dollars for d- them. I think y'all should step it up and send them actual handcuffs next time. <laughs> yeah, like just go direct with your message. If anybody ever tries to send me a fake Divi bottle or an empty Divi bottle, just send them custom, handcuffs. I'm gonna send them handcuffs. Absolutely, <laughs> like I'm inspired. No, we are not angry, at David Yerman. I will continue to shop there, and they were really sweet, and they are sending us another pair of earrings. So all is good. I'm not angry or anything. I honestly, like, just thought it was a wild story, but, uh, but they are sending us new ones. So I just wanted to say it's all good. Um, I think, uh, thank you to all of our warriors that have been tagging David Yerman <laughs> and Nordstrom, because honestly, the real people at fault here are Nordstrom. They're the ones that sent us the fake earrings in the first place, but anyway. we love you too, though. We love you too. And I will We're also lovers. continue to shop there. We're lovers, not fighters. <laughs> yeah. I will say Nordstrom is great with customer service. Oh my gosh, they're the best. Um, so that's my update there. Um, I also am like a little bummed today because I feel like I really tried to get ready and you know, I'm wearing this like all white outfit. Yeah. And I was really feeling myself. I have, guess where these boots are from? Zara. No. When oh. do I ever shop at Zara? I, I can't link it, so I, I never shop there. Um, I never shop there because then people are like, where'd you get it? And it sells out. It just like sells out so fast and it's not worth Walmart. it. Walmart. Yeah. Really? Yeah, these are from Walmart, but they don't look Walmart, right? I honestly would have not guessed that those are Walmart. You just know that I probably, because I like to get stuff at Walmart. Yeah, that's crazy. Don't though. sleep on Walmart. These white, cow- I'm wearing white cowboy boots. They're so cute and comfortable and they're from Walmart. Um, anyway, so I was bummed because I wore this all white outfit today and then I got hot sauce on it and y'all know that Miss Mouth stuff that like gets out every stain. Yeah, it got it out. Pretty it got it well. out kind of, but it meant it's much. Well, you're supposed sure. to put it in the washer after. Oh, wait, duh. Tell me. I have a big Digame. evening t- tonight. I am meeting Shay Mitchell tonight 
Um, and then I'm going to dinner with her and her team. She does the base bags uh-huh. afterwards. So they saw that I'm like the biggest base bags supporter. Stan, Stan yeah. ever. Um, they're the best luggage. They have outdone any other brand that I've ever purchased. And I, I feel like I like wish I would have known about them sooner. A big base girl. And um, Shay Mitchell is having a pop-up in Dallas today. So I'm going there. She wants to do a reel. So we're going to do a reel together. And um, Which one? Just a fun little trend? Like a little fun. Yeah, little something fun, easy because I don't want to make it really hard or complicated because yeah. like, I don't know how much she actually wants to do this reel for me. Like her team She seems wants, like a real galley. No, she is. But like her team really wants her to do a reel with me. But like I don't know if like Shay really wants to do a reel with me. So... I, I'm keeping it easy. That way, she's not really into it. You think y'all are gonna be friends? Huh? You think y'all are gonna be friends? Yeah. Why not? I think you will. She's like I don't know anything about entrepreneur, her. Entrepreneur has kids. Um, how many kids? I don't know. Maybe uh, two. Was she in a TV show or something? Pretty Little Liars, which I also did not watch. Never watched that either. I was big never... OC guy. Never Pretty Little Liars. Yeah. <laughs> Missed that boat. Yeah. Uh, so people, I mean. I, she's in a couple of other movies that I, I know I have seen. Um, so we're going to that. And then her like, uh, publicist invited me to go to dinner with them tonight at Carbone, which I'm really excited about, but the dinner also doesn't start till eight. So I'm like, I'm Ooh, well, I'm going to be a Drake. Oh yeah. Jordan's going to Drake, <laughs> which is going to be very fun. I don't you. know a single Drake song. No, jump man. Jump in, jump in, jump in. Yeah. Jump that's in. the only one I know. Oh, and uh, hotline bling. I know when the You know, I, I've never been a fan of Drake. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> okay, you say that, and then you're like, I'm going to this concert. Well, I'm going with friends, because, like, if I get invited to Drake, why would I not go to Drake? But, like, I don't like R&B rap. I never have. Mm. Like, if I'm going to listen yeah, to I rap. Do. I like when it hits hard like that. No, no, no. R&B means it's, like, slow, like, hotline bling. I love that. That's not hitting hard. Hitting hard is, like. No, but, like. No, I don't like, sorry, I don't like when it hits hard, but, like, I like when that beat hits hard, like. Yeah, but it's, like, like. No, but it has a beat. Yeah. I, I really like, love, like. Okay, that one's good. That one's good. That's a beat. That's why I like that song. Yeah. I like really hardcore rap. Yeah, it's a little obnoxious. Some things like <sighs> I know, but I'll, it'll be fun. Weren't you supposed to go to? Oh, but you got this, yeah. I was supposed to go to Jake tonight, but then Shay Mitchell invited me to dinner. I was like, sorry, Jake. <laughs> yeah. Um, so before we move on, <clears throat> today's episode of De-Influence is brought to you by Home Chef. You've heard me rave and talk about this brand for years on Instagram, so I'm very excited to share Home Chef with my podcast community. Y'all, this brand has saved me many times, especially now as a mom of two. Home Chef offers simple, delicious, home-cooked meals right to your door. The ingredients are pre-portioned and come with an easy-to-follow recipe card. Once you create your Home Chef account and set your meal preferences, you simply select your weekly menus and adjust your delivery dates, and you can skip or pause weeks whenever you need. It has seriously been one of the best decisions we have made as a family, and the meals are so delicious. Truly, I don't think we've ever had a bad Home Chef meal. This week, we got some quesadillas, hot honey crispy chicken, and some turkey lettuce wraps. They have tons of options from vegetarian to calorie conscious to my all-time favorites. They're oven-ready meals that cook in the oven or microwave so you can have a fresh, flavorful meal with minimal steps. After you're done, you can toss the tin in the trash for easy cleanup. 
For a limited time, new customers can go to homechef.com slash Danny for 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box. Again, go to homechef.com slash Danny for 18 free meals. Say goodbye to meal planning, recipe-induced stress, and last-minute grocery store runs, and let Home Chef bring simple, delicious, home-cooked meals right to your kitchen table. I'm also excited to share with you that Natural Cycles is now compatible with Apple Watch. Natural Cycles was the first to introduce a birth control app, the first to receive FDA clearance as a birth control method, and the first birth control app to integrate with a integrate with a wearable device, the Aura Ring. Now, Natural Cycles is upping the game again by welcoming Apple Watch into the Natural Cycles family of wearables, providing women with yet another option to measure their temperature overnight. Here's how it works. You connect the Natural Cycles app to Apple Health, wear your compatible Apple Watch to bed, sleep focus must be enabled for at least four hours a night, and then check your daily fertility status in the Natural Cycles app in the morning, and it's that easy. This is actually very exciting, like very exciting. Natural Cycles, also like I'm excited to check my temperature, like see when I'm sick. Natural Cycles uses basal body temperature to determine your daily fertility status. A green day means you're not fertile and you're good to go. Red means you're fertile and need to use another form of protection or abstain if you're not trying to get pregnant. You can either use it to prevent pregnancy or plan for it if that's your ultimate goal. I personally am so happy about this launch since I've always been an Apple Watch girl. Non-hormonal birth control has been a game changer for me because birth control makes me crazy. Uh, <laughs> it's truly like insane. I asked for a code and they gave me one. It's Danny, D-A-N-I, to receive 20% off your annual subscription. Reminder, reminder that Natural Cycles is for those 18 and older and does not protect against STIs. Thank you to Natural Cycles for sponsoring today's episode. You know, I had a question for you. I was like, I've been watching Instagram stories lately. Yeah. Is there something that I do on my Instagram stories that annoys you? Like, do you have any pet peeves? Um, different than the ones I told you last week. Or do you have pet peeves that like other influencers do on their Instagram stories? For me, personally, which I'm not the demo. Yeah, but you watch everybody's Instagram stories. I, I know. It's a, it, well, I, it's because I'm always logged into yours, and it's like that nervous tick. Like, when I have nothing to do, I just, like, open up Instagram, and then yeah. I'm like, okay, like, what's Holly Woodward up to? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> so true. Uh, and then I'm just like, oh, Laura, hey. Um uh, <laughs> Cool. It's also nice to like keep up with our friends. Yeah, no, I, I, and I always like will text like their husbands and be like, hey, proud of y'all for this, or yeah. hey, sorry about this. Um, collages. <laughs> really? From everyone? Yeah. I think they're out. Are they out or, or like have they always annoyed you? Was there ever a time you're like, man, this collage is sweet? Um, for, for <laughs> me personally. <laughs> but why would you like it? What if the collage was like how to put together men's outfits? No. Yes, you would love no, that. No, no, no. I, what I, if the collage was <clears throat> all of this paintball gear that's fifty percent off? No. Shut up. Yes, you would no, love that. No, I would. What never. about if it was like all these Travis Scott Nikes that you can get? Nope. Seventy five percent off. Nope. I, but if Raw Kicks himself is in a live video trying on the Travis Scotts and telling me there's a discount I'm in. Here's the thing is I just feel like we're entering into a new era of Instagram. Okay? okay. So 
let's go over really quick the eras of Instagram. There was the 2017 Utah mom. 2015, 2017. 2015 to, yeah, 2017, you're right. Utah. The Utah mom hair Perfection. era. Perfection era. Right. Hair, too. Remember? No, I think you're, you're I confused. No, no, listen. It was 2015 was the perfect home, perfect Instagram. Perfect hair. No, no, it was perfect home first. I know, babe, you're skipping an era. Oh, I'm sorry. This is the pre-era to the hair. Got it. The first era was gorgeous home. Everything was pink and blue and Uh bright and like perfect. And then you went to the hair era. Yes. That was more 2016, 2017. Okay. It was a short lived era, but it definitely existed. Mm, It wasn't that short. It was like three years. Kaylin Covington. She blew up. I mean, she's still blown up. Yeah. I know, but she blew up. That yeah, like the Holly, OGs. The like, OGs. Yeah. The hair the hair girl. You had the hair gals. The hair gals, yeah. Um, and I only know this because... Um, they blew up on Pinterest. Like yeah. the photos went viral everywhere. Well, I only know this because you, you would tell me a lot too. Because yeah. that was during... When I lost my Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah. Um, okay. Good time to lose hair. So then we transitioned out of... Oh, should we... We can't skip this. Hmm. The car picks era. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! Whatever happened to those? The I car picks those. era. There was an era, truly. <laughs> Laura Beverly, like, dude. Those. Laura Beverly slayed the car picks era. Car I was era. asking Marky. I was like, dude, how are you taking these photos? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you, it was a very precise car pick. Yeah, you you would get the the hair, the the arm stack, mm-hmm. the Louis Vuitton bag, Starbucks and then the Starbucks cup. cup. Yeah, yeah. And um, it's so funny because people think these pictures are so simple. They're not. No, they're so hard. To nail the lighting and the editing was like... Oh my like, gosh, I get, so, I get so much trouble from Danny for not nailing those. The the art, it, There was an artfulness to it. Laura Beverly killed those. Uh, Champagne and Chanel. She did oh, well yeah, did the... did she do the car picks? She did the car picks. She was the one she who I feel like... She like with the OOTD. She was like an OOTD girl. Like just yeah. like full head to toe. Or maybe it was Dee Dee with the car picks. I think it was really Laura... Maybe Holly. Holly. She got the car picks, car yeah. Picks so there was a... I feel like that was like fall 2018 maybe. Yeah, that's And then like we go into 2019. Yeah. And that's where things... I feel like that is when we... Uh, I'm not saying we pioneered this, but like we kind of were like, hey dude, like we're not that. Because I lost my hair and I was like, okay. So then we went into like the, oh, I'm so authentic era. Like that I yeah. feel like... Everybody was like, oh my God, I'm so real. Yeah. Like, which, which, don't be cynical. It started out real, real. Like the authenticity was real. Of course. Like it was kind of like, hey, like let's try to be honest about let's things. Let's be real. But then I think, so that lasted 2019 to probably 2020. And then I think, quote unquote, authenticity became a strategy. Yeah. And then it was fake. And then it became like <laughs> a strategy like, and. They're like, I'm going to be so real. Yeah. And then, and then everyone's like, oh my gosh. So like, and then you get, they get the feedback loops and then you get COVID and we just were linking Amazon stuff because everyone was shopping. Everyone loved Amazon. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, uh, why was I going through these eras? Um, you were just going through the eras. Well, but what was the original question? Oh, I was talking about oh, pet peeves. Oh, oh the collages. Collage. Yeah. Okay. So I personally think that the collages are... I think that they died with the COVID era. Hmm. I think that people wanted the collages when they were stuck in home and uh, shopping and like trying to find cool things from influencers. I and stand a good collage. You know me. You love collages. I don't love them. You I love just, them. I, I like looking at them. I get inspired by them. I just, for me, the reason I don't like them is I, and again, I'm not the demo, but like, I just love 
Instagram is like a, a mini reality TV show. Yeah, no. And they, they're like they're like commercial breaks. Like no one actually like wants them. But I see. I just disagree because if there's like a really big sale going on at Walmart and I'm looking for a new pair of AirPods and you put everything on sale at Walmart and there's a Keurig and AirPods and you know a Roomba and you tell me the AirPods are fifty percent off, I'm like I'm there. I know it's weird. It's like psychological. Like if you put all those things in the kitchen and took a picture and told me they were on sale with that, I would be like, okay. I'm yeah, interested. but sometimes I don't have all those things. I know. I know. I'm just like, I really want a pair of the, um, I gave them away. I didn't want, I don't even have a real pair. It's the, uh, AirPod max or air air the, headphones. The over ear. Yeah. The over yeah. ear ones. I gave away a green pair. Like I really want a pair. Those for are myself. sweet. I almost stole those. I know. So did I, like, I was like, Oh, should I give these away? Or should I keep them? And I gave them away because you know, yeah. but sometimes I do that where I buy stuff for a giveaway. And then I'm like, like I almost did that with, I'm giving away probably today. I'll post it. I'm doing, so I did like, you know, I do these like Divi green giveaways, hence why I bought green David Yearman earrings. I would never buy green David Yearman. They're gorgeous, but like, yeah, I don't even have a pair. And, but now I was so butthurt about the David Yearman situation. I was like, I'm not, I'm not giving away anything green anymore. I was so upset, like, which is so silly, but I was like, I'm done. I was like, I'm not buying anything green. The green industry is dying. Like, I was like, I'm not doing this. Like, I was so upset. So I was like, I'm going to switch to pink. Because I want to do pink D influence giveaway now. Yeah. So what I do whenever, and this is how I found green David Yearman earrings too, is I go to Nordstrom.com and I filter to everything green. Uh-huh. So there's a lot of fun pink stuff, especially with the Barbie era. Well, anyway, I found this pink Marc Jacobs bag. So freaking cute. I got it in the mail and I was like, oh, should I keep this? I thought about it, but I'm going to give it away. You're such a... So you're a giver I'm so generous it's just who i am i mean just like you know i always think about other people for myself it's ridiculous uh, <laughs> what other questions do you have i have a question for you but it's like gonna take us on a whole different tangent well i was just i don't know i was watching instagram stories and i find Are myself you, yeah. i don't know if i'm pmsing i just find myself getting annoyed more but you know i think i've kind of been a, a little moody yeah um i actually learned why last night um, I saw Taylor Dukes, the functional medicine expert. Oh, it was because of steroid? Mm-hmm. She told me, she goes, Danny's going to be pretty irritable. And I go, Taylor, yes. <laughs> I go, yes, queen. I was it like, I, do you remember? It makes me feel better because I find myself watching people that I love and I'm just like, oh, so annoying. No, do you remember when I hugged you two days ago? Well, I actually and wrote you, that one of my pet peeves and I said and about you, literally, you and I said, you're an aggressive cuddler and you hug me too hard. Well, no, but I didn't hug you too hard. I came up to you. And I just wrapped you up. And do you remember you threw your arms down and you go. <laughs> and I go. I, it was like a Stella. It was like a Stella tantrum. And I was like, oh, scary. I was going to throw down. Yeah. It's okay, though. It's. I thought, and then I asked you, I go, are you PMSing? I was like, it doesn't make sense. No, That's I'm not like to the first. Out. We're supposed to be in the green season. I don't understand. Yeah. And then it was. These the drugs, man. Dude. Telling you, don't trust F, Big Pharma, y'all. F Big Pharma, man. Big oh, Pharma. Of all the reasons that you could have missed this function last night, uh-huh. Aunt Lana was not happy that you missed because of Big Pharma. Oh, really? <laughs> I mean, it's just funny. She hates Big Pharma. Yeah, she does. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, don't get me started. But I do, too. After that opioid crisis, yeah. not trust anybody. Um, what do you think? Oh, this is a good question. I think this Benadryl thing is weird yeah what do you think about that they're like saying that like Sudafed and Benadryl Sudafed don't work PE. oh is it a specific one yeah they're not saying all Sudafed mm-hmm. doesn't work no there's like two different 
types of those drugs and they're uh-huh. saying one of them doesn't doesn't actually decongest i don't know sounds a little sus i was sounds re- a little sus. it sounds a little like they're doing a little bit of marketing to me yeah mm-hmm. like well, they're like just tearing something down to build something, something new else. back up it's so funny like hmm. Hmm, why would they Makes do you that go, hmm. <laughs> i wonder why they would do that i wonder why they would want to take something that's so successful that it's actually working off the market i don't know maybe to build something else I do have a story. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so Danny and I were looking at houses the other day. Okay. Should I rip that bandit off? What? Whatever. So dagger to my heart. I know we we saw we saw a house we really loved, but then we backed out. We didn't think it was a perfect fit. Um. Anyway, the you you were da- you were upstairs with tornado. Okay. I was downstairs with the agent. Okay. So in the house behind the house that we were looking at, there was a daughter that she was friends with and the daughter's dad of this house across the street. Sackler family? No. Oh, that'd be so good. This was the um, I owner. I can never look at them in the eyes. Owner of a bullet manufacturing company. Okay. Oh, interesting. So he does military contracts and sells oh. bullets to the military. Wow. So he'd be interesting to talk to him. Well, he was. Wait, you talked to him? No, but I talked to her who had talked to him. Wait, you talked to, oh, okay, the agent. The agent who was friends with the daughter whose dad owns the company. So apparently, this guy across the street is a huge doomsday prepper. And so that's how I got into this conversation. She was telling Tornado about it. And then I walked up and I go, Oh, me too. I was like, Tell me, what has he got? This guy has a thousand acres in Northern Illinois that is a fully functioning farm. You're supposed to be saying this. Well, I'm not saying who it is. Yeah, but you're saying it's- Northern Illinois. Okay. It's like all farmland and you've been there. Um, (laughs) That's true, that's true. So- No, I've been to Southern Illinois. Fully functioning farm. He has um, like a a brand of truck. I think it's like the Ram that is like the most durable off-roading truck. Smart. and the reason he's a doomsday prepper, I go, what intel does he have? Because that's what I always want to know. Mm-hmm. It's like every doomsday they know prepper. know things that we don't know. Yeah. And it's like not, you can't just be listening to like things on the internet. Like these people, I think, have insider knowledge. No, of course they do. They're connected to people that are making decisions. That for are For the military, the for the government. Of course. So I asked her, I go, what it's is. the same thing of like why every single time we meet a really, really wealthy person in Dallas, their kids are not vaccinated. Just saying. I'm not saying one way or the other. I'm really not saying that I'm pro or or not because one of our kids is completely vaccinated and one of them isn't. So I I truly am not taking a stance, but I'm just saying if typically if you meet a really wealthy person in Dallas, their kids are not vaccinated. Dude, honestly. I I don't know. I'm just saying. Okay. Anyway, move on. uh, What was I saying? So I asked her, I go, he has information. What information have you heard that is like not available on the internet? And she said that his biggest concern is China. Yeah, that makes sense because they're buying up all the land. No, but it's not just that. Yes, they have a lot of our land. And yes, they're like doing all that. They literally now support our whole, like they they manufacture everything. But he went further. He said that they have Chinese bases all along the Canadian border. His biggest fear is an invasion of China to the U.S. That adds up. So my question is, and I'm, I'm genuinely like, I'm asking questions. I'm, I'm processing. I'm not like, I don't have a leading. Um, 
so let's just say that invasion happens. Mm-hmm. Would it be scary if that happened and people were not armed to defend themselves? Like, I'm, I'm actually just, like, genuinely, like, if they came over to Dallas and let's just say, like, people didn't have a way to defend themselves, mm-hmm. is that kind of scary? Well, I think her, I think his whole point was, and he sells bullets yeah. to the army. And he said, he even said, our military is the weakest it's probably ever been. Because what's happening is a lot of like our military forces like aging out, you know, they're retiring. Mm-hmm. And nobody wants to join the military. Yeah, Gen Z ain't signing up for the military. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, that's kind of scary because then they might have to be forced to join the military. Oh, gosh, a draft. Yeah. This is, this is drab, but I, this is one of the reasons why, like, I just feel like with the messaging out there these days, like people, I feel like the United States doesn't understand how great we actually are. And there's not as much like pride that people have Mm -hmm. being Americans. Like, and what I'm scared of is that we're gonna have to figure out the hard way. Like, because like when you're brainwashed to think that you live in a bad country, when you have, you live in a country that has some of the greatest freedoms, probably the greatest freedoms of any other country, (coughs) unless you, like you're, if you don't have pride for it and you don't want to like defend your country and, and be excited about your country, you're going to let it go. And that's whenever you become weak and then we're going to have to fight for our freedoms again. And it's going to really, really hurt. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be really hard when we're faced with a rude awakening. And so I don't know if I ever told you this, but, and I'll be very vague. I hired this company for something. This was two years ago. Somebody that I hired the company came into my house and made a comment about like how horrible America was. And I literally wanted to kick them out of my house. I almost did, but I didn't. Yeah. But it bothers me. It bothers me. And they were also young. They were young. Yeah, but still, I mean, that's whenever you should be learning the most about how amazing your country is, is when you're young. And honestly, like, I do, I do feel like that's something that we have to teach our kids. That's where, that's where the parents come in. Like, we have to teach Stella and Stratton, like, how lucky they are and blessed they are to have these freedoms. Yeah, and I think it's just that. It's and you're not, not going to realize, and this is why I'm so adamant about our kids going to other countries, because you're not going to realize unless you experience other cultures. Yeah. And, like... I didn't, I really didn't find an appreciation like a safe haven in America until I went to India, truly. Exactly. Or when, it, honestly, I was it like, was oh my me. gosh, there was no infrastructure. Like there, it, it's pretty much everyone on their own type of thing. Like mm-hmm. the, it's, it's a hard place to I mean, live. Same thing when I went to Tanzania and Africa and, or, I mean, even like there are some other beautiful countries, but just nothing compares. And so in my eyes i just love i love my homeland <laughs> true patriot why do you think i literally watch a war movie this is probably why i have such a great appreciation i watch a war movie probably once a week yeah and i was i watched hacksaw ridge the other day and um and like you know, of course this is about the the great war uh where was it world war ii hacksaw ridge i think it was uh world war ii was it mm-hmm. okay um, and dude, like you can't watch stuff like that and not come out just like, I know it's y'all should go watch it. Hacksaw Ridge. It has Andrew Garfield and it's about, uh, Andrew Garfield, his character, he wanted to fight, but he did not believe in shoot like killing. 
So he was, he like was a medic in the war and I believe they fought in France. It might've been, or did they fight? No, they fought, they fought the Japanese in France, right? Yeah. And, Uh, um, or Poland. Mm, See, this is my thing. mm, My memory is horrible. It's okay. But they did fight the Japanese. Yeah. And, um, and so, but he refused to, to kill anyone and he ended up saving like there, there's this battle and he ended up like rescuing 75 men like that were just all stuck on the battlefield, like wounded and he saved them all. True story. Beautiful story. It's crazy. I do feel like it was Poland. Maybe. For the Japs in Poland? We also thought Mel Gibson directed Sound of Freedom. I know you guys. <laughs> I I can tell it's a, it's a. Brain fog. It's a brain fog day. Sherwood is. I can tell. Is active. It's okay. It Because my eyes are glazed over. No, 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 no. Like I if just, I just relaxed, my eyes could close. I know. I can tell you're a little sleepy. It's mm-hmm. okay. It's mm-hmm. okay. Um, let's end on this question. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's for you. Today you were going to talk about, uh, what do you, what do you call it? Uh, sober curiosity. Yeah. Sober curiosity. Um, just wasn't the day. Yeah. I don't know. Kind of got to just like feel it. You I know? honestly just wasn't feeling it because I'm feeling like drab. We were like, you were supposed to. And I was like, I don't know if it's the day. I know. It's okay though. It's okay. Maybe something to look forward to <laughs> next episode. <laughs> I think well, a lot of people are interested. Yeah. I am going to talk about it. I just want to prepare a little bit more, but thank you guys for listening. Feel free to write us a review um, and follow us, Spotify, Apple, all the things you guys know. We have Spotify video now. Um, we love you guys and we'll talk to you later. Bye.